From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Thursday, November 4th. A new report from the Government Accountability Office says the federal government isn't doing enough to tackle the crisis of missing and murdered Indigenous women. The Mountain West News Bureau's Nate Haji explains. Advocates have long argued that Indigenous women go missing or are murdered at much higher rates than in other demographics. In recent years, Congress passed two laws addressing the issue, but the new GAO report shows that the Justice and Interior Departments are missing important milestones set by that legislation. For example, the agencies failed to create a joint commission to reduce violent crime against Native Americans. And while the Justice Department has begun analyzing data on missing and murdered indigenous people, it doesn't have a plan yet to continue after this month. For a minute, we were really on a roll. Ellie Bundy is a tribal councilwoman with the Confederated Salish and Kootenai tribes in Montana. Good things were happening. They were committing to getting the work done and then and then nothing. That said, Bundy's hopeful the report lights some fire underneath the agencies. She also understands that the ongoing pandemic may have slowed efforts down. The report was requested by some members of Congress. They say the federal government must now begin implementing the GAO's recommendations. For the Mountain West News Bureau, I'm Nate Hedgie. This report comes from our partners at the Mountain West News Bureau. If you went camping on Utah's public lands this past summer, you were not alone. Literally. A new survey shows a major increase in camping on national public lands in the past decade, with a notable spike during the pandemic. The estimated occupancy for reserved campsites in Utah in the summer months has seen a 77% increase from 2014 to 2020. Report author Tyler McIntosh with the Center for Western Priorities says interest in the great outdoors has exploded in recent years. Look at a lot of the polling. We see that they're incredibly popular. Polling from, I believe, Colorado College in 2020 found that 84% of Westerners support creating new protected areas, like national parks, monuments, wildlife refuges, and tribal protected areas. While some conservation groups applaud the increased interest in public lands, McIntosh says there are concerns that the parks have limited resources and overcrowding could strain them. The study says the increased use shows a need for more funding for land management systems. National Park consistently has the high levels of occupancy. There's been a huge growth in the popularity of other national public lands, which tells me that the public is beginning to discover these other landscapes, to love them, um, and to want to spend time out on. For those interested in the report, it's called The Camping Crunch, and it's available online at westernpriorities.org. Wildlife biologists are proposing winter closures of some terrain in and around Grand Teton National Park. The hope is that the move would help protect the locally endangered bighorn sheep herd in the range. But as Will Walkie from KHOL in Jackson, Wyoming reports, the recommendations are drawing backlash from some backcountry skiers. Stakeholders from around the region are now searching for ways to compromise. About 100 bighorn sheep call the Tetons home. They often live on windswept ridges between 8 and 12,000 feet up. Backcountry ski guide Z. Billamoria has been recreating in the Tetons for more than two decades, and he says he's only encountered the species a few times. That's like a sacred animal. And if you see it, you know, for one, you're in awe of it because it is so rare. And for two, you recognize because it's so hard for us to survive up there and to avoid avalanches, to not fall off the side of the mountain. So I think that there is this 
like amazing admiration that we all have for these creatures. Bighorn sheep historically inhabited the entirety of Jackson Hole and once numbered in the thousands. But loss of habitat due to human development and invasive species has rapidly diminished the herd's numbers over the past few decades. Now, the sheep are in danger of local extinction, according to many biologists who live in Teton County, including Ali Quartermanch of the Wyoming Game and Fish Department. You know, the herd is small, it's in trouble, but it's not doomed at this point, and we can change things, um, but we have to act quickly. Quartermanch is helping lead the charge among local biologists to try and double the bighorn herd population to 200. Some tactics that have been used to try and reach that goal have included killing off invasive mountain goats and educating the public about the plight of the sheep. But the most controversial measure is easily proving to be the newly proposed winter closures that will impact backcountry recreation. It's the magic hour. Welcome to the Teton Range Bighorn Sheep Collaborative Process. On October 20th, more than 250 people gathered over Zoom to discuss potential closures in and around Grand Teton National Park. Several wildlife and public lands experts weighed in on how we've gotten to this point. Uh, very little of our, our sheep winter habitat is currently protected from human disturbance. Our proposals would increase this by tenfold. Given our rapidly growing human communities, we need to find a restraint needed to give the sheep some space. Multiple peer-reviewed studies over the past few years have found that backcountry skiing negatively impacts sheep herds. That's because the animals tend to avoid otherwise prime habitat at all costs, even if only a few humans are there. So, a working group of local biologists is recommending closures in several iconic ski mountaineering destinations, including parts of Cody Peak, the South Teton, and Avalanche Canyon. Here's Cordemanche at the Zoom meeting explaining the reasoning behind that proposal. If all of the recommended closures in the document were put into place, a total of 47% of the mapped bighorn sheep habitat would be protected. And then, again, if all of the recommended closures were put into place, 5% of the areas that were identified as highly valued by the ski community during the collaborative process would be closed to human entry from December through April. Several public workshops were held last winter to see which closures might be acceptable for skiers and which ones were deal breakers. But during the most recent public meeting, it was clear that many folks are still unhappy with the closures. Many of the messages I've received reflect disbelief by individuals from both communities about the unwillingness of uh, the other side to compromise. I just don't feel the data you have justifies something this important as closing wilderness. Um, that's a tough one to swallow. Bill Amoria, the backcountry guide we met at the top, also thinks the current proposals go too far. When we come to a place where humans become banned in perpetuity from being able to explore and travel in these remote corners of the range, then we really lose something as a community that is a greater price than the benefit. Bill Amoria also feels the backcountry community is bearing too much of the burden to save the sheep. For example, he brings up the point that much of the historic sheep habitat falls within the Jackson Hole and Grand Targhee ski resorts. But none of the proposed winter closures are located there. The reason that we've got here is in reality because Jackson has fallen off the cliff, in my opinion, as far as its ability to balance visitors and growth with a true wildlife and, and wilderness ethic. 
Jed Porter is another longtime backcountry guide, but he's approaching the issue from a different viewpoint. He wants to see the skiing community take the matter into their own hands and voluntarily avoid areas identified as high-value bighorn habitat. There's only a very tiny subset of the entire backcountry ski community can get to these proposed closure sites. So why bog down the bureaucratic system with with closures when, when a handful of social media influencers could spread the word and we'd, we'd just avoid the spots and let the sheep be for a bit and see what happens. Porter is also frustrated by the widespread outcry he's seen from his friends and fellow guides, whom he would like to see give more respect to the local biologists. I guess I'd like to see some acceptance of the science, first of all. The science is inconclusive, but that's sort of the essence of crisis-based science. Science around a, a, an environmental crisis is going to be uncertain. Wildlife managers say they'll continue to work with the backcountry community over the coming months to hone in on exact closures. But at the same time, many conservationists are hoping for swift action before the bighorn habitat diminishes any further. Will Walkie, KHOL News. This story is from our partners at KHOL in Jackson, Wyoming. And that's the KZMU News for Thursday, November 4th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.